Welcome to Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz, a candid conversation as we learn about types of dementias, such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, frontal temporal, and Lewy body, and the effects on the people we love. Jill's years of dedication and experience help you adapt, overcome obstacles, and find positive outcomes. It's time for Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well. It's been a pretty crazy couple of weeks with fall, and I hope everybody's feeling a little happier um, because, you know, it's just kind of nice sometimes when we get into fall and the changing leaves and pumpkins and apple pie and apple cider and all the good smells and the things that we can take advantage of when we're taking care of ourselves and taking care of someone with some type of degenerative brain disease. And, you know, you can do a lot of things to try to help that person, you know, feel better and and work a little bit better with them and, and feel like you're just doing a much better job. So why not utilize what we have at our fingertips? Why not go to, you know, a museum or out for coffee or just take a walk and pick up leaves? Um, Utilize some of the things that we did as kids. Like we used to get really pretty leaves and we would iron the leaf in between two pieces of wax paper and that would... uh, make that leaf solidified. And then once you take the wax paper off, um, you would have this really pretty leaf that wouldn't break or anything. It's it's kind of um, has more buoyancy. And then you can take those leaves and make some pretty artwork out of it. You know, there's there's a lot of things that, that we forget that are right at our fingertips that can provide enormous joy and and fun and attention. And if you can get your person out, why not take a little trip to Hobby Lobby or something and walk around for a couple of hours and look at all the things they have for sale and, and things that they, you know, decorate with. I mean, I literally can walk around in Hobby Lobby and and just have a ball reading all the signage and and looking at the pretty floral arrangements that they have and, you know, just stuff like that. And how could you turn those into some activities? Just recently, a friend of mine has invited me over and she's been saving a garbage can full of uh, pine cones. And she was washing them all and getting them all clean and free of bugs and things like that and putting them into plastic bags and then dumping them into garbage cans because she knows that I like making pine cone wreaths and stuff like that. So (laughs) the next two weekends in a row on Fridays, I'm going over to her house and I'm going to show her how to make a pine cone wreath and other decorations, you know, using pine cones for um, baskets and putting lights on them and just all kinds of stuff that are fun and interesting. 
you can find these things. They're at your disposal. They're there for you to enjoy. And, you know, I think sometimes we miss what's right in front of us. Um, our animals, uh, doing something fun with our animals. If you have a cat and the cat will let you dress it up, do that. If you have a dog, go for a walk on one of these nice days. Um, even if it's a little chilly, throw on a coat and a scarf and a hat and some gloves and, and enjoy yourself. Don't let the world get you down. Look and see what you can do to make those changes for yourself and to be able to just find find things that you can utilize that will uh, be fun for you. I mean, there is nothing like making s'mores on a, on a fireplace or roasting weenies outside or making a good pot of chili. You know, we can make our existence as interesting or as boring as we want, you know? What got me thinking about all this is that uh, recently I realized through not only menopause and the uh, pandemic that uh, there were some challenges that I was seeing in my own life of weight gain that I could not seem to get rid of. And at one point I kind of thought, well, I'm getting older. What's the difference? I'll eat what I want. I'll, I'll just be whatever shape I am, who cares? You know, I guess there gets to be a point in your life where maybe it's okay to just let go and not have to worry about stuff very often. But then I went to an event recently and my friend, Dr. Huntington Potter, which you all know because he's been on the show several times and he is a a impressive uh, nation and worldwide respected researcher in the Alzheimer's world. And as I was talking to him, he I was telling him that I had been hiking a lot and exercising and, and doing crunches and sit-ups and things like that. And he was saying, well, that's really good because that will keep inflammation down in your brain and in your body. And nobody had ever said that to me before. Nobody had ever said, you can get inflammation by being overweight. And, you know, people may, and they do, they look at me and they say, well, you're not really overweight. Well, how can you tell when somebody's overweight or not just by the clothes they're wearing? You can't tell. But when underneath those clothes, you look like you're seven months pregnant. Hello, that's a problem. And that did not work well for me. And I'm finally made a decision that through the fall months, I was going to do everything I could to prepare for my 60th birthday and get in the best shape I could possibly get in. So my husband and I started hiking on weekends, and we do anywhere between uh, three and a half and six miles. And we go on Colorado trails, which are often rocky with steep inclines and can take your breath away for the first, you know, mile and a half. But I like that. And at first I didn't because I've always suffered with asthma. Uh, but 
as I got in better shape and better shape, I'm able to get through that first quarter of a mile and then then I can breathe a little better and it starts kicking in and then I'm in full gear and I feel pretty good. And it isn't like we walk super fast or we, we hike super hard and we do moderate routes. We don't do hard routes. We don't do easy routes either, but we do the moderate ones. And it's getting better and better every weekend. So to Dr. Potter's thought process, um, I started looking at, well, what causes inflammation? Well, fatty foods, french fries, onion rings, mashed potatoes, biscuits and gravy, bread. Oh my gosh, if you all don't know, bacon sandwiches and I are best friends. And I love BLTs. Love, love, love them. I literally could eat them every day of the week. And for some reason, I had gotten in my mind that sandwiches are the only thing on the planet for lunch. And you know what? All that is doing is contributing to my chances of getting Alzheimer's. It runs in my family, and I should know better. But I really wasn't thinking about all those Starbucks I got every single day, my chai tea with two shots of vanilla and venti every single time, the biggest one I could get. It was probably 500 calories. And um, I mean, just on the weekends, we would always have pancakes or waffles or biscuits and gravy, bacon and eggs, and so on and so forth. And I started looking at what I was spending at the store, a couple of thousand dollars a month getting chips and everything hostess. Uh, another thing that is my best friend is hostess cupcakes. I love them. Um, I just, I would eat those things all the time. I could go through a bag of uh, barbecued potato chips in a, in a heartbeat. I mean, literally, it might take me two or three days to go through an entire bag. I can't do stuff like that. I needed to be healthy. So I had to take a good, strong look at the things I was eating, the amount of money I was spending, the amount of salt and sugar I was ingesting. And I I tell you, friends, you don't really think about it until sometimes something rocks your world or it gets pointed out to you. So one day my husband said to me, why do you put sugar in tea at home, but when we go to a restaurant, you don't? And I said, well, I think the tea at a restaurant actually tastes better. I don't know why, but they seem to. I don't know what what they used for tea, but it seems to taste better than the Lipton I'm buying. But that day, I decided that that quarter cup that I put in of sugar, I was going to stop doing. Well, it wasn't just that, you guys. I like sugar on top of my spaghetti sauce. I like sugar in my barbecue sauce. I make my own barbecue sauce, and it it had about three quarters of a cup of sugar in it. Um, there's sugar in my ketchup. It's just is in there. I mean, I don't do anything to make it there. I buy it that way. Heinz and, and you know, whatever. So, and Hunt's. Um, 
But I started looking at that, the, the sugar I would put in my, in my tea, hot tea, the sugar I would put in my coffee. And then I found out that the, um, the creamer that I use, um, I can get it sugar-free. And guess what? It tastes as good without sugar. Just making that change in my life to eliminate sugar in everything that I eat, for the most part, was huge. Then I took a look at some other things, and they were like salt. In 2009, my husband and I went on a trip for three weeks to China, and when they the way they eat in china is they use mandarin oranges they use apricots they use berries they use cherries they use apple they use all these fruits and and stuff um and they all the food that they make is very very holistic when we came home after 3 weeks we didn't know that there had been a power outage and our refrigerator had gone off and literally everything in the refrigerator was ruined. I went to the store and bought some peanut butter and jelly and um, bread and some bologna and came home. And I made a bologna sandwich. I could not believe how salty it was. I literally had to throw it away. And then I tried the peanut butter and jelly sandwich and was had the same result. And I was like, wow, I never realized how we consume salt and sugar in our diets in the United States. I mean, it's insane the amount we put in our food. And all of that contributes to inflammation in your gut and in your brain, the two places where you could have a result of having Alzheimer's at some point because of it. And we know now that that's a major precursor and a marker to having Alzheimer's. And when you consume all that, you might eventually get diabetes. And we now absolutely know that diabetes is connected to Alzheimer's. People with diabetes will get Alzheimer's. So this is a bad thing. Why am I doing this to myself? I could run all I want. I could go to the gym and work out as much as I want. But if I am consuming things that are destroying my body and my brain, it does no good. You can walk 7 to 10 miles a day, but if you're eating a lot of sugar and salt, it's not going to help you. So I had to take a good look at that. And the other contributing factors were bread and pasta and all things yummy that I should eat in moderation. It's okay to have a biscuit. It's okay to have a sandwich once in a while or to have crackers or something like that. Um, but it's not okay to do it every single day. And I was doing it every single day. So then I had to look at something else. Cheese. I love cheese. I love it on everything. I love cheese toasties, or you might call them toasted cheese sandwiches. I love cheese on broccoli and cauliflower. 
I love cheese on my salad. I often like it on my pasta. Cheese, cheese, cheese. And I was not using the reduced fat. And yes, I'm about to horrify you. I was using Velveeta, which once you it's so it's processed junk is what it is. And when you heat it up, within about five minutes, it gets hard as a rock. So you have to reheat it because of all the process and pasteurized. Stuff in it. So here I was using Velveeta, not even realizing it's not really cheese. It's man-made, pasteurized crap. And so I had to look at all of that too, and just you know. And when I had this conversation with Hunt, I was trying to tell him that it wasn't so much about losing weight. I came to the conclusion that I was probably about thirty-five pounds overweight. I'm five five, and I was up around one sixty, and I wanted to get down to around one twenty five. But I was telling him that it wasn't enough for me to just lose weight with a diet program, and I've never been on a diet program.、Uh, this is my first one ever. I happen to be doing the Octavia diet,、uh, so they send me food. To eat, which was kind of cool, because I have hypoglycemia, and if I don't eat, I can't fast and stuff like that. If I don't eat, I don't feel well. I get off my game. I start feeling lightheaded. I feel sick to my stomach and stuff like that. So I was trying、um, to find something that would be a fat burning diet that would not have me starve myself to death. And they have me eat five little packages of things per day, and I can have cereal, and I have this pancakes that they make, and they have good brownies, and they have they have mashed potatoes, and they have、um, some soups that don't resemble soup, and chili that is definitely not chili in reality, but it's not terrible. And because my doctor didn't make me get on a diet. I decided to try this, and the food tastes better when somebody's not making you do it. Trust me. <laughs> so I had to look at what I was spending at the grocery store, and and I was probably spending somewhere around, literally between fifteen hundred and two thousand a month at the grocery store. And to buy the Octavia stuff, which hey, it may or may not work for you. I'm just telling you my story.、Uh, that Octavia stuff、um, cost me. The first was three hundred and eighty-four dollars, I think, and then the second month it was about the same amount, and the third month I just bought what I needed because now I know. What I'm eating and stuff like that.、And、you eat five times a day with these little snacks, and then you have your own dinner, and you and you weigh your food and make sure you're eating exactly what you should, so that you、um, can lose weight. But the good thing is you can eat things that you want, like hamburger, ninety six percent lean, or you can have pork, you can have、um, fish, and、uh, you can have、um, roast. You can. You can have、uh, all kinds of meats and th- stuff like that if you want, or you can do a vegetarian if you want to. And they also have gluten-free stuff. So 
Anyway, I was looking at all that and, and trying to change my diet, and, and they sent me some books, which I didn't read. But uh, I've, I've been looking at how much I actually consume. And I was surprised that I eat more than my husband, who is six foot tall, and I'm five five. And why I do that, I don't know. If I eat something that I think is really good, I always go back for seconds. I eat until I am full, until I just don't even feel good. What is the point of that? I have no idea. And oftentimes, I would eat more than he was eating. So I had to take a look at all this, and I kind of started writing it down. And uh, when I talked to Hunt, I was able to put some context to it of how that food that I was ingesting and putting into my body was causing inflammation in my brain and in my gut, places we don't want it. And what could I do to change that? So, you know, just kind of writing all this stuff down, looking at what I could do. So putting the whole package together, I started learning about what are proteins and what are carbohydrates and what um, what does, you know, cheese and sugar and salt and fatty foods and fried things do to you? And is all olive oil the same? No, there's certain olive oils that are better than other olive oils. Um, I found out that I could use Mrs. Dash, which has not one ounce of salt in it, but has a bunch of other spices, and I could make things taste about the same. The bad thing is you have to be careful. A little Mrs. Dash goes a long way because it can make things crazy spicy, which you don't want to have happen. Um, because then it doesn't taste good and you can't eat it. So I started really trying to educate myself of what was good for me to eat and how could I change my trajectory because Kaiser, where I have my health insurance, put on their website that diets aren't really good and that 90% of people who get on diets lose the weight and then gain it all back. And so in, in light of my not wanting to get Alzheimer's, I'm trying to put together a plan of once I lose all this weight, and by the way, as of today, I've lost 25 of my 35 pounds. I have employed various mind games to help myself. I play word search. I play scrabble with friends. I do concentration with my grandkids. I play um, card games online. I, I do various things to help my mind. And then now I have uh, for about a year and a half been enjoying Body Groove, where I get on with Misty Tripoli and her crew and do some dances. It's $59 a year, and you don't have to do everything exactly the way she does it. 
but you she'll give you some steps to do and if you want to do it you can do it her way but she has like 10 or 12 people behind her who are all doing their own variations and you can do your own or follow one or six or seven of them if you want to and uh it's just fun it's about 20 minute to 30 minute workouts and she has another friend heather that that works with her that does more high intensity training um, that I like to get involved with a, a couple of them. And then sometimes I have just taken a workout um, path of my own where I'll just say, hey, Google, play, because I have Google system in my house. Hey, Google, play the Doobie Brothers Greatest Hits or something. And they help me out a bunch because they have all this upbeat music I can dance to that has a 4-4 four, four beat or or, you know, um, they they follow a rhythm that you can easily follow and make your own dance steps. And I just listen to four or five of their songs, and then I know I've done about a 20-minute cardio workout, and I'm just dancing and doing some crazy stuff. And then I sit with my feet underneath a chair, and I've, I'm up to 40 sit-ups now um, doing, doing my crunches. And I found this uh, figure eight thing on, on um, Facebook that is just another workout program, and I just stole a couple things from them. And I do these little standing crunches that are kind of fun. So I've, I've, I've tried to put that piece to it. In addition, I went to Target. You could go anywhere. You could go to REI. You can go to, you know, wherever you are in the world to, to some kind of a, a store that's like a sporting goods store or a whatnot store like a Target or a Walmart that we have here in the U.S. And you can get these arm-resistant bands that have handles. And uh, so I've been doing these arm-resistance exercises, and um, they give you about five, six different ways to do these where you can bring them up to the side, you can bring them up in front of you. I put them on my bed post, and I pull them back behind me to get rid of those flags. And ladies and gentlemen, you know what I'm talking about. When you get that flabby stuff on your arms, and the older you get, the more unkind it gets. And we're trying really hard to to work through... um, that and guess what when you lose weight those flags just become flappier <laughs> so i'm trying to do some arm exercises and stuff like that so when i was talking to dr potter hunt uh another doctor came up and her name is loda and she's going to be on this show sometime in the next couple weeks and she was telling me that she said i'll tell you the best advice i can give you is eat a handful of blueberries every day and eat salmon twice a week. (laughs) Nobody had ever said that to me before. Um, I like fish. I like tuna as well. I like tuna with avocado. Oh, yum. And if you put that in a little soy sauce or um, a little um, balsamic vinaigrette and then uh, a little place that I like to go with a friend of mine for happy hour— they have it where they put a little jalapeno on it and some ginger on it. Oh, man, so good. So I'm trying some variations of fish here. But I like Lotus' uh, idea to try fish a couple times a week and eat blueberries. Uh, why not? I mean, it's hard to get them if they're not in season. But I am really 
really trying to put some type of comprehensive plan together that is not just about what I eat and weight loss. We're going to take a short break and we'll come back and I'll kind of summarize all this and tell you what some of my plans are for the future. Living and working with Alzheimer's and other dementias can often be challenging. Summit Resilience Training provides education, utilizing non-medical approaches for those who work with our friends affected by dementia. Believing families still need one-on-one assistance, we provide classes which help them understand the diseases affecting their loved ones, offering strategies and techniques for success with activities of daily living and working with confusing behaviors. We offer in-home assessments to clarify symptoms of dementia diseases and help families work together to find moments of joy while living with memory loss and impairment. Education programs instilling person-centered care philosophies are offered for professional caregivers working in communities and homes, which can be customized for their staff. Training is also available for first responders, such as law enforcement, fire, and EMT personnel. We are passionate that people with dementias, such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and others, are approached with compassion and understanding, and those who work with them have all the tools they need for success. Call us at Summit Resilience Training, 303-420-6988 to schedule a class or in-home assessment. Visit our website at summitresiliencetraining.com for more information. Welcome back to Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. All right. So I've been talking about my journey trying to prevent my own issues with cognitive impairment and memory loss and taking this back into my own hands and caring about trying to guide this ship so that I don't end up like some others that I know. And, and I'm, I'm learning that I really do have something to say about this. I had no idea of all these various components of losing weight and understanding what I'm eating and eliminating sugars and salts and fats and cutting out bread and limiting pasta and not eating fried foods and what what do all of those things do to my body when i decide to put knowledge aside and just abandon good sense and eat whatever i want that is damaging my brain and my and my gut and causing inflammation in both of those areas And can I really change that? Well, I took a blood test and went and had a whole checkup and everything um, and actually had an MRI. And I was able to see and my doctor was able to tell me the amount of inflammation that I had in my brain um, and in my stomach. And um, also 
my cholesterol levels and my blood pressure level and all of that. And in just two months, I have taken my cholesterol level from a level that I was inches away from having to be put on medication in the high 260s. And now it's down under 200. I mean, that's amazing. I'm, I'm nearing like the 175 level. Unbelievable. My blood pressure has gone down. My oxygen level has gone up. My inflammation levels have decreased incredibly. I'm making a difference in my own health. And by just learning about how foods affect my body and my thought process and deciding to make these changes and do a fat-burning diet to get my levels down to something that is controllable and then finding a way to transition this for success for long-term. And I, I figured out a plan the other day, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue to buy stuff from Op- Octavia. I like some of their food a lot. I like their shakes. I like their brownies. I like their cookies. I like several things that they have. I like their cereal. And it's all healthy for me. So, And it tastes good. So I'm going to continue to buy some of those. So when I get up in the morning, I can have the right cereal. And at lunchtime, instead of going for pasta or a sandwich, I can just have one of the snacks that that they provide or a brownie or something like that that's only 100 calories. And then... Um, I'm going to go ahead and and transition to instead of a five-in-one to a three-in-one where I'm having breakfast, lunch, and dinner with maybe one snack or implement those other snacks if I start gaining weight or if I go to my local pub and have too much to eat or bad things to eat um, and then figure out how I can manage my weight and not not get that inflammation and and yucky stuff back up to unhealthy levels again. Um, So that's what I'm going to do from a food standpoint. I don't think I will ever again buy things with high sodium. I even went to the store today to come up with a chili recipe, and I was able to get low-sodium beans, chili beans, and was really delightfully surprised when I found out I could get crushed tomatoes that had almost nothing in it. No sugar, no sodium, no anything. So if I need to add a half a teaspoon of of salt to the chili, I can do that without wrecking everything. Instead of having to add up how much of this stuff has salt in it already and how much I'm already getting. And based on you know, how well I've been eating with this food that I would not say is great. I would say it's um, moderately good, (laughs) moderately good, and some things better than expected. Um, So 
I, I am going to start putting together a plan of things that I'm cooking with new recipes and recognize that I'm going to go ahead and get those uh, lower sodium uh, cans of food. I'm going to, I've been buying, um, it's called uh, Dr. G's or Mr. G's or something like that, barbecue sauce, which is really good, Rao's, um, it has a really, really good spaghetti sauce that has no sugar. And um, I've gotten a sugarless ketchup. And much to my surprise, they're all really good. I'm not sacrificing taste for anything. I had no idea I could get sugar-free and salt-free stuff that actually tasted good and not like hospital food. They've changed the way they're packaging this stuff now, and it's much, much, much tastier. So I'm trying to do my best to come up with lean and green meals that actually taste good. I like making my own pasta, and aside from the flour, um, I really don't put that much salt. I put an egg in it and I put a little wine. But I'm thinking about getting like almond flour, which is so much better for me. I can still make my pasta, but make it out of almond flour. So it's not so bad for me. Um, I'll have to see how it works when I'm running it through my pasta machine and all that kind of stuff. But I'm kind of excited to embark on a whole new world out there of healthy stuff for me that I didn't even know existed. I thought healthy food just tasted like shit. That's what I thought. I thought healthy food was just not good. And I am delighted to tell you that is not the case. You can put a piece of chicken on a grill and put that um, sugar-free barbecue sauce on it, and it is crazy delicious. You can use... Um, reduced fat cheeses and still be able to put that on certain foods or in certain foods. I found that you can use plain yogurt in place of um, sour cream. And if you mix it with other things in a dish like a casserole or something, you don't even taste the difference. It's really, really good. So just looking at all of that and then putting together all of those games that I play, like I was telling you, um, and and just doing my best to keep my mind really sharp. And I don't spend a ton of time on my phone playing those games. I'll, I'll do it for maybe an hour at night. And and then, of course, you know, like Loda was telling me, the blueberries every day, and I love fish, so I love having tuna or salmon throughout the week. I'm, I'm doing that. I also heard on Good Morning America the other day that you should take 7,000 steps a day by um, that pretty doctor that they have. I can't remember her name. But anyway, um, she said you should do 7,000 steps a day. So my husband and I got, uh, I got a smartwatch and he uses a Fitbit and we also use our phones. Um, 
And you can download programs that can measure how many steps you walk and how many miles you go and all that kind of stuff. And we take those. If you just put it in your pocket, it'll count it. And we've been taking walks at night. And when I know my husband's going to get home late, I take a walk during the day. I take my dog. And I try to go at least 7,000 steps. That is roughly two miles. So it's And it's not that hard to go that far. So for all of us that have this, this nagging sense that we could be next, that we could be the people that are going to fall in the, in the well of the dementia land, I'm here to tell you that if you can put a plan together for yourself, it's a little bit of work. It's actually a lot of work. You have to think it through, but you don't have to think it all through at the same time. Find a good diet plan that works for you. I found Octavia. I like it. Um, It's actually saving me about $800 a month at the grocery store. I'm not spending as much money as I used to. I don't eat as much as I used to. I don't need to. I'm not as hungry as I used to be. And even in the first couple weeks of that diet, I wasn't starving because you eat every two hours to three hours. You have a little snack. And so I was pretty fortified and doing pretty well. So from the from the diet point, I had it covered. From the brain games, I had it covered. From learning to understand what I'm eating and its impact, that was huge. And learning to bring new foods into my into my life. Like I never thought I would like Brussels sprouts, but guess what? If you cook them in a little bit of olive oil and add a little bit of spice, they're great. So just rethinking the way I write recipes or what can I implement in recipes. And I don't even have to do it myself. You can go on Pinterest and put in lean and green or healthy choice food, and they give you a zillion ideas. And once you kind of put all this together, after about two months, it's come together for me. So now it's much easier. Before I came into the studio today, I went to the store to get some low-sodium beans for that chili I'm making and really compared a couple of different types to see which one has no sugar in it and which one has the least sodium and and all of that. I'm proud of myself. I couldn't have cared less about stuff like that three months ago. I would have just made it to taste ridiculously good, but now I think I can make it taste good with spices. I don't have to add all this other crap to it. So so then once I've, I figured that out, with how do I work the recipes and all of that, and then I put my exercises together. So I go up and throw on the Doobie Brothers, and I'm doing my arm exercises, and I'm doing my sit-ups, and I'm learning some crunches, or I'm just dancing for the day, or I'm taking a, you know, a 30-minute or 40-minute walk with my dog, all important stuff. And then like I was talking about before I I started, make some joyous little goals for yourself. This Friday, I'm going to take some time off and go spend with my friend and, and, and put those pine cones she's been saving to work. And that's going to be so much fun. And she's been growing some sage and mint in her yard. And, you know, maybe I'll have a... Uh, some kind of a yummy drink with mint in it 
with rum and whatever, you know, um, while I'm there. But we're also going to make some sage butter just for fun and maybe give them away as Christmas presents or something. I don't know. Um, But I'm doing all this during the fall because the fall time of year and season is my favorite time of year. I can sit with a warm sweater on and watch my favorite movie. I can go to lunch with a friend and have some soup. I'm going to go home today and make that chili. Um, I can burn candles that smell like apple pie. I can go for a walk and smell the leaves and the pine in the air. And that's beautiful. I'm planning a trip to Jamaica with my newfound skinny body, I hope. Um, I am hoping to do a fun photo shoot to celebrate my healthy body. I'm going to do things that, that bring joy to my life and, you know, really help me to feel like a healthy and happy person. And, um, I was telling Brian when I came into the studio today that one of the one of the super fun things that have happened to me recently is yesterday there were bears in my yard and they ended up getting in a tree between me and my neighbor's house and adding hours and hours of enjoyment and I got some crazy good pictures, which I will post with this podcast because I want you all to see how fun it was. Um, but they were literally out a window and uh, they were out this window and I was having a blast taking pictures. And I'm going to take the best picture that I could get and send it into a program and have it come back as a pattern. And I'm going to spend some time this winter when I'm trying to uh, keep my weight down and to have some fun. And I'm going to make a um, cross stitch out of those cute little bears that I saw in the window. And I'm going to do these things that can seriously help me to enjoy my fall and winter season Give me something to do. You know, idle hands get you in trouble and they make me go to food. So if I can sit and work a cross stitch for a few hours of an evening and not be on my phone and doing some things to enjoy myself and have my roaring fireplace burning, I'm going to do it. The moral of this story, my friends, is people ask me all the time if I am worried about getting Alzheimer's. Oh, you bet I am. I try not to focus on it. But you know what? The one way I can be sure that I'm not focusing on it is to be focusing on all the components I talked about today to get myself healthy and do what I can to keep Alzheimer's from attacking my body. And I've often wondered when I see people that are, you know, chemists or engineers or whatever, and they get Alzheimer's, I'm wondering now, did they put all these components together 
Did they just eat what they wanted to? Did they have bad gut health and bad brain health and inflammation they didn't know they had and wasn't doing anything that was in any way like a project management style thought process to get themselves as healthy as they could? Did they just kind of do their own things and eat the way they wanted to and and live their life the way they wanted to and, you know, all of that? And I confess, I like a good glass of wine. I like a mimosa of a, of a Sunday morning. I like my Crown Royal and Cokes. And I like a nice cold beer to watch my Bears and Broncos play. But I've got to find a happy medium so that I don't add all that to a bunch of crappy food and make myself not well and increase my chances for Alzheimer's. This is not something I am just doing for a month or two. This is a lifelong path I'm going to stay on. And I'm going to make myself accountable to all of you. And every six months or so, I'm going to tell you how I'm doing and am I maintaining it or is it, has it gotten out of control or what's happening. But I'm going to share all this with you and I hope to inspire some of you. And if it's in your family and you are worried about it, start doing some of these things. Take control. Take control of your health and let's start making a change. I love you all out there. I want to lead by example. I thought today this, my journey might be a good resource to inspire some of you to make that change in your life. I will see you next week on Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. You've been listening to Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. To learn more about her resources, services, classes, or to book speaking engagements, visit Jill's website at summitresiliencetraining.com. A new podcast drops every Tuesday, so join us as we learn more about dementias, resilience, and overcoming obstacles to find a positive outcome. Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz can be found on your favorite podcast provider. Please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Musical and technical support provided by Brian Hunter. See you next week.